You know, every Christmas we, you know, enjoy you know the 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 plays, the production. But one of the most important thing is the message that Christmas brings. Amen. You know, the month of December is a very busy month, even though it's the end of the year. You know, every year, people around the world, they celebrate Christmas. Somehow, you know, this, this month of December is always bustling with activities, holidays, parties. I believe that some of you may have, you know, planned for your year-end holiday or, or even have, you know, parties that, that are lined up for you. You know, the festivities is always filled with food, all right, and, and presents. I, I know that people have been going around, you know, uh, buying Christmas presents. If you go to the mall now, it's always packed with a lot of people. And, you know, this is probably one of the best time, you know, to have sales. Am I right? Yeah. In fact, you know, uh, I, I was doing a, a, a reading, you know, the other day. I was just reading something and I, I came across this article. And apparently that in, during Christmas, it's also a time that people tend to be more charitable. The UK Express says that 8 out of 10 adults will be doing something charitable. Either they volunteer to help out in a charity organization or they will give or, or they will just do something charitable. Yep, somehow it moves people into a giving mode. Right? So Christmas you know, brings different meaning to different people. Yeah? To some, it's about giving and receiving gifts. You go out, buy presents, and hoping that someone will give you presents. And maybe some of you, you, you know, last year you received a present that you don't really like, so you recycle that present, you know, just with a new wrapper and give it to someone that you don't really like. I don't know. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I hope that's not you. Turn to your other neighbor and tell the other neighbor, I don't want to receive that kind of gift. <laughs> You know, to some, it's a time to let loose and enjoy the Christmas food and also put losing weight in the New Year's resolution. There are some who hope to fall in love because of all the Christmas romantic or romantic Christmas movies that's on Netflix or on Disney. No matter what meaning Christmas may bring, we have to go back and look at the very first Christmas. Everybody say first Christmas. In fact, the whole world marks time before Christ was born is known as BC and after he was born, AD. Yeah, we all know BC and AD, right? B BC is before Christ and AD is not after death. You know, I was talking to some people and they were telling me, yeah, yeah, BC is before Christ, AD is after Jesus died. But then I, I told them, I, it doesn't make sense because there's 33 and a half years gap. If you believe that, you know, AD starts after Jesus died, you know, on the cross. But, you know, AD means Anno Domini in Greek, which means the year of our Lord. Everybody say the year of our Lord. So can you imagine there was a countdown BC to, the, to Christ being born and then from there is a count up for Christ to return. That's just amazing how the whole world marks time in that, in, in, in that uh, you know, in, in, in that, you know, uh, in that, all right? So 
in, you know, I, I just want to tell you about the first Christmas. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 23, it says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ happened this way. After his mother was engaged, his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child by the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, had in mind to divorce her privately. But while he thought on these things, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for he who is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this occurred to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, saying, A virgin shall be with child and will bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. Amen? So, you know, Mary, the angel came to Mary and told Mary that you're going to have a child, but Mary was saying, how can that be? Because, you know, I'm not married yet to, to my fiancé and I have no intimate relationship with, with him. And the angel said, the child is not going to come from a natural way, but the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will conceive a child in that manner. That the child was conceived through the Holy Spirit. And the thing is, Mary, she... she she told the angel, yes, if that's God's will for my life, I'll receive it. Funny, somehow, you know, uh, Mary has this cousin by the name Elizabeth. And Elizabeth's husband was Zechariah. So the same thing happened to Zechariah because, you know, an angel came to Zechariah and told Zechariah, you know, you're going to have a son. But what happened was that Zechariah looked at herself, himself and looked at Elizabeth and he doubted. He said, you know, I'm so old. How could that be? Because God wanted, you know, through Elizabeth to have a son by the name of John the Baptist to be the one to prepare the way for the Lord, for Jesus. And Zechariah, he doubted. And what happened was that when he doubted, God caused him to not speak until, that he could not speak until John the Baptist was born. So the same thing, you know, the, the same, you know, the, rather, you know, to, to Mary, it was the same thing. The angel came and appeared to her, even though at first she doubted, but she believed. And that is the difference between these two. Zechariah doubted, but let, that led to a discipline. But Mary doubted, but that led to a miracle. So the thing is this, this morning, maybe some of us, when we read this, and we are thinking that, how could it be possible? You know, it, it's, it's, it's just, you know, you, you, don't, you don't see the rationale behind this. But I can tell you this, friends. God doesn't need our rationale to determine whether He's God or not God. You understand what I'm saying? Yep, if it's rational, it will not be God, in a sense. Yeah? So the, the, the thing is this, that it says this, His name, Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. In Luke chapter 2, verse 4 to 7, So Joseph also departed from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, in Judea, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So while they were there, the day came for her to give birth. 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Why is Christmas so meaningful? Today, I want to share with you four things why it is so meaningful. Number one, Jesus wants to be personal. God became human and he came as a baby born in a manger. You know, manger was, you know, when we read that word manger, we look at it and wow, you know, it's, you know, every time when we see the festivity, you know, the nat nativity, you know, scene, we always see, oh, it's, uh, 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 it's a very beautiful court with a lot of lovely animals. But I can tell you that when Jesus was born, the animals weren't even interested in what was happening. It was a place that was not very pleasing to men. He was born in such a way or in a place, not in a palace, but in a manger. It is difficult to comprehend that the saviour of the world would come in such a manner born as a baby in a lowly place. This blows me away. God did not send a messenger. He came himself to reach us and to relate to us. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I ask myself this many times. Why would God come or He came as a human? It would have been easier to just, you know, have a great sign in the sky, a tremendous earthquake, and then something, you know, uh, filled with light just come out from, from the earth. Or the whole sky darken and then suddenly a light, a ray of light just shine forth. And then a, a voice just go forth and say, you know, be safe. But Jesus, he came. He became human. So that he could suffer and die for our sins. So when we say that Jesus died for our sins, it wasn't just merely just a saying. But Jesus went through it. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 to 15 says, Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also came, also became flesh and blood, for only as a human, as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only this way, in this way, could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. So Jesus had to come in that manner to bear our sins. And he had to pay, he had to pay the price for our sins. 
For He made Him who knew no sin to be a sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus, He wants to be personal to you. He's not a God who is far away, who is seated, who is just, you know, a, a good concept about a God. But He came to relate to you. He came to reach you. And He had to come in that manner to suffer as we suffer as human beings. To pay the ultimate price of sin but we thank God that because of His death, we are made righteous in Jesus. The second thing is this. Firstly, Jesus wants to be personal. Secondly, Jesus wants to be present. Christmas is not about the expensive presents that you get, but it's really to have God as the greatest gift in our lives. Jesus is not distant away. His birth reveals something very important to us because it was said, it was written that his name, Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God is with us. This means he is always within reach. In fact, he is the one reaching out to us. That is why you often hear this phrase that Christianity is not a religion because religion is man's effort to reach God. But what Jesus has demonstrated, what God has demonstrated to, through Jesus Christ is that God reached out to us because man could never do it by himself. The righteousness of man are but filthy wrecks. We, our own doing, our own effort could never bring us to a place to reach God. But God reached out to us. He wants to be present in your life. He's not just far away, somewhere up in a mountain or in the deepest sea, but He's there with you. He's always within reach. Amen. And thirdly, Jesus wants to position us for eternity. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you circle the word God, the word only, the word Son, the word perish, and the word everlasting life in this verse, John 3.16, you will get the gospel. God's greatest passion is you. He is not here to build a religion. He is here to reach you. It is through Christ that we have eternal life. He gives us even a spiritual family here on earth. That's why those of us who are believers in Christ, we call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. It is a spiritual family that God has brought to us. But this is just a depiction of what Christ or what God has intended for us. Because in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, he says this his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family 
by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. And he did this because he wanted to. God wants you to be in his family. In fact, the Bible says that it is God's will that none should perish, but all come to everlasting life. God's passion is you. He wants to position you in eternity. A family, a spiritual family here on earth, and a family of God in eternity. Amen. And the fourth point is this. Firstly, Jesus wants to be personal. Secondly, Jesus wants to be present. Thirdly, Jesus wants to position us for eternity. And the fourth point is this. Jesus wants to give us a greater purpose in life. We are not here sitting down, just waiting for our admission to heaven. God has a purpose for us here on this earth. It is part of His heavenly plan. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Even Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, everybody, they feel good doing charitable deeds. But what God wants is not just merely us being charitable, but God wants us to be His representation. So it brings a greater meaning that you know, after we have received Christ, this reality that God has given to us that we can be part of His greater plan, that purpose, you know, will give us that fulfillment in Him. That those good works that we do will reflect who He is. No longer just good works to, you know, to, to clear our conscience. Some people, they do charity works because they just want to clear their own conscience. But I want to tell you this, friends. The only true fulfillment only comes through Jesus Christ. And that gives us a greater meaning in our lives. Friends, I want to encourage you. Today, maybe some of you, you've been invited by your friends. You do not know Jesus. Or maybe you're just the first time coming here to this place, to a church to a Christmas play or production, or maybe you have been before and, you know, you, you know of this Jesus because you have heard of him and maybe to you, he's one of the God, gods among, you know, he's, he's one of the a God among other gods. But I want you to tell you this, that he is the only God that came to be personal with you, to be present in your life. He's the only one that gives you an eternity and also a purpose for your life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Right now, God 
is ready to welcome you. Today, He is ready to serve you, to save you. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year, but right now. He is ready to welcome you. He is ready to save you. He wants to be personal to you. He wants to be present with you. He wants you in eternity with Him. And He wants to give you a purpose in this life. This is why Jesus came as a baby, became human to live among us. So that whatever that we go through is not some things that He will not understand. In fact, the Bible says that He knows what we go through. Every single thing. Yet, Him without sin because He became the perfect sacrifice for our sins. For the forgiveness of our sins. Friends, I pray today you will open your heart to Jesus. Maybe some of you, you've been far away from the Lord. And maybe some of you, you probably, you know, you only attend church four times a year. Easter, Christmas, weddings, funeral. I don't know. Maybe you know of God, but you are, you know of Jesus, but you are not committed to Him. Maybe you do not even know Jesus. But I tell you this, He is ready to welcome you today. He's ready to welcome you today. Remember, He wants to be personal with you. So why not, even right now, I just want to invite all of you to close your eyes. We're going to say a prayer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just close your eyes wherever, that you, wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you are a personal God. You are not a God who is distant away, but you are always present in all our ups and our downs. Lord, you see us in every of our situation, both good and bad. And you have never left us nor even forsaken us. And Lord, we thank you that you give us a family, a spiritual family here on earth, and a family in eternity with you. And Lord, apart from this, you have given us a purpose. So Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for the gift, the greatest gift, the gift of Jesus in our lives. So this morning, Lord, we come before you Maybe some of us, we are far away from the Lord. Some of us, we do not know you, but we thank you that you're welcoming us into your family, welcoming us into eternity. 
You are ready to save. So Lord, we open our hearts to you. We thank you. So with every eyes closed here in this place, I don't want anyone to look around. Maybe some of you, you really, you, you have been far away from God and you know it yourself. And probably this is one of those four you know, meetings that you come to church. But today, you know that God is speaking to you. And you are saying, God, I think something got to change. Just want to open my heart to you. Lord, thank you that you never push me away, but you welcome, you are always welcoming me. So today, you are praying this prayer. You are saying, God, I'm coming back to you. Or maybe some of you, you do not know Jesus at all. Probably this is the first time or you have heard of him before, but you have never opened your heart to Jesus to receive him as God and Savior in your life. Remember this, God wants to be personal with you. And you are saying, Jesus, I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, thank you that you have cleansed me from all sins and I receive you as my God, my Lord in my life. So if you are praying either of this prayer, either one of this prayer, wherever that you are seated, this is all I'm going to ask you to do because I, I really believe that this is really a personal time between you and God. God wants to be present with you. But you would make a commitment to God wherever you are seated by you just quickly just lift up your right hand and put it down at the count of three. If you are anyone who is praying one of this prayer, I want you to just lift up your hand at the count of three, your right hand at the count of three. Just lift it up and put it down, alright? One, two, three. Yes, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. Say anyone else? I just, yes, I see that hand. Just leave it up and put it down. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. No matter what it may be, let me tell you something. God is with you. Amen. So before we you know, end the service today, with every eyes closed here in this place, I believe that Jesus came to meet our needs. I don't know what needs you may be having. Maybe some of you, you came into this place, you are seeking God for an answer, God. You are seeking God for a solution. Say, God, I need you in this situation. I need you in my life. Especially in this moment, in this circumstance. I can't do it by myself, by my own rational thinking. It can't be done. That's why I need you. I don't know what situation that may be. I remember many years ago, about seven or eight years ago, that Christmas was one of the toughest Christmas for me because that year, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And that Christmas, I still remember, I cry out to Jesus, say, God, my mom wasn't a believer yet. I cry out to God. I say, God, please heal her. And more importantly, Lord, save her. 
that she will come to know you as her Lord and Saviour. And today, my mom is still alive and she is a believer in Christ. Amen. And she's here today with us. So I want you today, whatever needs that you may have, I don't know what it may be. could be a situation that you've been struggling this whole entire year. I really believe that God wants to be personal with you and He wants to be present with you in your situation. So if you are that person, just wherever you are seated, yeah, I just want you to lift up your hands and we're going to pray a prayer over your life right now at the count of three. One, two, three. Just lift up your hand. Yes, yes, I see that. I see that. Hand. Yes, come, just lift up, lift up your hand. It's okay. Yep, just lift it up. Yes, yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay. This God wants to be personal with you. Father, you see these hands that are raised before you. Lord, thank you that you are always within reach. And God, that you are always able to reach them in the deepest of their struggles, in the deepest of their circumstances, in the deepest of their problems, O oh God. So Lord, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray, O oh God, that this Christmas will be so special and meaningful to them. Not because of the presents that they're going to receive, but Lord, I pray that it will be a touch from heaven over their lives in those things that, are, that they are facing or those things that they are, they are going through. Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name that you be with them. I pray that Holy Spirit, Lord, that you fill their hearts just as you came to be present with us. Lord, I pray indeed, God, you are Emmanuel. God, you are with us. You are with them. So Lord, we thank you, O God. Lord, I pray that in Jesus' name that you just fill their hearts. Fill them with joy right now in Jesus' name. Let them not be zapped up of that joy, Lord, because of the circumstances that they are going through. But Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, just fill them with the joy that comes from you. In Jesus' name, O oh God, that they'll be able to smile again. They'll be able, O oh God, Lord, to feel that, 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 that upbeating, O oh Father, in, in their hearts, O oh Father. So Lord, I thank you. Commit them before you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So friends, those of you who have lifted up your hands earlier on, I just want to encourage you, continue to come to church, continue to, you know, to, to read the Bible, yeah, continue to, to, to attend a church, to be part of a spiritual family that will help you to grow. Amen? And for those of you, later on, you lifted up your hands, I want you to know that God is with you. Amen? In your situation, be it in a sickness or, or be it in a financial situation, in a relationship, you know, issue or whatsoever, I want you to know that God is more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever ask or imagine. Amen? Hallelujah. So I want to, you know, just wish you all a very Merry Christmas if I don't see you next Sunday. Amen? We have Reverend Tidi Kwa with us next Sunday. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. You know, uh, and, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Amen? So before I, I, you know, hand the time back to the worship team, you know, I just want to quickly uh, congratulate Justin and Ned. <laughs> so they, they just got engaged. We are so happy. Yeah, we are so happy for them. And also, Pastor John. Okay. 
and Megan Chu. Alright, so if you don't know who's Megan Chu, it's the same person as Wen Chi, alright? Okay, yeah. So they also got engaged last week. So really, we are so happy for, for these two couples. Amen. So it's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be great. Alright, great journey. Yeah, filled with challenges. But anyway, yeah. So you know God is good, amen. So remember this: God is personal, He is present. Amen. Yeah. He positions you for eternity and He is giving you a purpose in this life. Amen. So this Christmas is going to be filled with hope. Yeah. Not sadness, not gloom. Yeah. But with joy and, and love and grace because of Jesus Christ. Amen. So next time when you remember why Jesus came as a baby, born as a human being, yeah, remember these four things. Amen? So God bless you. Have a great, you know, week ahead of you. I know you guys just can't wait to, you know, after this to have some, some refreshments and then go to do your Christmas shopping. Yeah, uh, but I just want you to know the greatest gift is Jesus Christ. Amen? Turn to your neighbour. Tell your neighbour, you can have the greatest gift in your life. Amen? This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.